are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. I don't even know where to begin with what has happened over this sports weekend. You know, normally we're talking about Arkansas getting ready for fall camp and some of the takeaways we had from SEC Media Days, which is partly what we did last week while we were at SEC Media Days in Hoover, Alabama. But it is all about SEC and conference expansion right now. One of our favorite topics. Sometimes it's just been about fantasy, but it certainly seems like this is real life that Oklahoma and Texas will both be joining the SEC and it may not even stop there, but we're going to continue to talk about this as well as other things going on in the SEC as we welcome in Chris Gordy, who is, of course, host of the Locked On SEC podcast. Does a great job with them, but he is also on air at Sports Talk 790 in Houston, the co-host of In the Trenches. Chris, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Yeah, definitely, John. I thought, you know, you'd want to talk about what what Chad Morris is going to do with this offense this year or off. I'm sorry. I mean, what Brett Bielema is going to do with the offensive line this year. Oh, no, he's gone. Uh, yeah, no, actually real optimism for the Arkansas Razorbacks this year. Yeah, I know. And that's like honestly what normally I'd be talking about and telling everyone why I have them finishing third in the SEC West and, you know, getting everybody on that hype train. But it's just incredible because like I had my radio show today and the entire thing was just about conference expansion. That's the only thing people wanted to talk about. That's what they called in. Whether they liked it or hated it in a lot of cases, like there was just a lot of uh, different things going on as far as how they took it or what they liked from it. But it certainly seems like right now it's, it's, it's happening with Texas and Oklahoma. They're going to be in it and it doesn't seem like they're going to be the only ones in it either. Yeah. And, and that's what I mentioned I, when I caught up with Paul Feinbaum Thursday at SEC Media Day. I was just talking with him for a couple of minutes about everything. And he mentioned to me, you know, when I kept bringing up Texas and Oklahoma, he said, you know, those aren't the only schools that, you know, are in play here. And I said, wait, what? Like, our mind was so blown on the Texas Oklahoma stuff. Like, I couldn't even wrap my mind around, wait, there might be more teams. And, you know, the more and more you read out there, that that very well might be the case. You know, they, they may be talking with some other schools from some other conferences. And so, yeah, this whole thing is just it's it's absolute craziness. I mean, it it, it disrupts the fabric of what we've known when it comes to college football and particularly the SEC. And, you know, from one standpoint, it's exciting. It's exciting that you're going to have some some more games that matter. I think I think this all but signals we're going to near the end of some of these non-conference crappy opponents. You know, I think the Arkansas playing New Mexico State and Utah State and the Citadel or whatever, like I think we're going to lose a lot of those. You know, the Arkansas State one is fun. I know you guys like that one. But, like, you know, I think you're going to lose some of those non-conference games and trade them out for probably a non-conference game, you know, game schedule probably. But uh, we'll see how it all plays out. But it's interesting because – the te- there was a group of Texas lawmakers that got together on Friday and were kind of putting together like a lawsuit type thing saying they were going to bring it up that, you know, that they're losing a lot of revenue. And when you saw where some of these Texas lawmakers were from, it was from Lubbock, Texas, Waco, Texas. Well, you start to do the math and realize, oh, they're representing Waco, the, you know, Baylor. They're representing Texas Tech. Basically, they're saying, look, we're losing a lot of revenue. You're pulling Oklahoma and Texas off our schedule. 
those are two massive fan bases that are coming to our our stadiums every year that that we miss out on those revenue opportunities now so you you start to realize that and then on the flip side texas well austin loves it because man you talk about hosting home games against kansas and kansas state and iowa state you take those team off teams off and you now replace it with road trips from auburn arkansas bama georgia i mean hell yeah your fans are all signing up for that saying we're come you know we'll, we're absolutely packing the stadium for those so it, it's exciting for the teams involved it's just again at the end of the day i start saying what it like what's in it for texas like bro you're you're better staying in the big 12 you have a better chance of competing for a title and then when Feinbaum said this isn't about winning titles this is just about money i said oh okay well then it makes sense yeah i feel like you can always just point back to money and not just like in the sports world but just I kept looking through the layers of how all this really broke down and to kind of find out, all right, where did the origin of this happen? Like, when, where did this come from? Because I don't think it was just something that happened over the past few weeks when they were like, yeah, that wouldn't be that, that'd be kind of fun. I think I saw someone have a take on it, and I kind of agreed with it, that it wouldn't surprise me if ESPN wasn't the ones behind this because ESPN just got the rights to the SEC game that CBS used to have, which, of course, is the game of the week. So they, they develop right. that. They also have the SEC network, which is very lucrative, but they also have the Longhorn network, which is not very lucrative at all. And they maybe went kind of t- together and said, okay, let's absorb, find a way to absorb that Longhorn network into the SEC network, be able to make a lot more money on it instead of letting this Longhorn network just bleed money, and also have the fact that uh, when they join, we can give teams like Texas and Oklahoma even more money and through via revenue share, which is going to give more money to the conference, which is going to give more money to us. To me, I look at it and I'm like, I feel like ESPN was probably behind this because not only all those things too, Chris, but add into the mix that who does the Big 12 have a media contract with? Fox, which is the direct competitor of ESPN. And if there's no Big 12, there's no contract for Fox to play and they lose money. I, I just put all those things together. I'm like, oh man, ESPN has to be behind this. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great. It, it makes a lot of sense uh, for all the reasons you mentioned. And you know, again, it, it it just becomes more and more eyeballs on these massive games. I, I mean, like seriously, like you're telling me you wouldn't tune in to see now. Now look, Arkansas may be one of the teams that that it hurts the most here with making. You know, let's just say Art Alabama. Or, uh, you know, in my mind, I keep working this out that Alabama and Auburn just slide to the east and Oklahoma and Texas slide into the SEC West. Well, even still, that makes it the road that much more brutal for Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, you know, all the teams in the SEC West that aren't named LSU or Alabama so, or, or Auburn. So um, I don't know. It, we'll see how it all plays out ultimately. But, yeah, like from a, from a standpoint of – Oh man, awesome games and awesome opponents every single week in the SEC. It's it's cool from that standpoint. It just like you said, it's going to make it that much tougher. Like what if what if uh coach Pittman, is, Sam Pittman is a really good coach. But we'll just never find out because he just has to play this brutal dog of a schedule every year while he's at Arkansas. Like that would be unfortunate. We're speaking with Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC. We'll continue the conversation with him in just a second. First, got to tell you about Built Bar and how you need to celebrate your freedom of choice. They have so many different delicious flavors to choose from, and the reason that I love them is because they're convenient, they taste amazing, 
and they're also really healthy. You get 17 to 18 grams of protein and calories that will not exceed 180 calories, and they're so convenient when you're walking out the door. If you need a quick stack, quick pick-me-up, they are the best protein bar around. Not only do they have the nine flavors that they're known for, but also try the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry, whatever you like. It's great. And Bill Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. And with this podcast, we have a great offer for you. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, You'll get 15% off your next order. That's right. At BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Now, Chris, the the question becomes of how it impacts other teams, too. Some people have brought up, you know, how does this impact Arkansas? Will it affect their recruiting? Will it be problematic with them uh, being able to have scheduling? Will they get screwed in the deal where they end up with A&M, Texas, and Oklahoma in one of their little divisions? Like, there's a lot of questions here in the state of Arkansas, but when you see it, do you think that this has any impact on Arkansas, generally speaking, whether it's positive or negative? Yeah, I mean, well, like I kind of touched on already, I think it's it's a negative from a standpoint of, you know, if you're, if you're Arkansas, you're – maybe a little bit behind the eight ball um, in terms of being able to, you know, compete in the sec West again, like I, we'll have to see how they do the alignment. I know some people have thrown out there. Oh, maybe you just do four team. We do four, you know, four team conferences or little divisions like a, an sec West sent, you know, West and an sec central or, you know, however they're going to break it out. Um, I think that is going to have a huge bearing on, on how Arkansas, competes in the immediate future i think from a recruiting standpoint i've seen some people saying oh this is just going to help with oklahoma and texas you know that it's going to make it easier for them to recruit coming to the sec and i don't know if that's necessarily true i mean how many how many recruits is arkansas stealing away from oklahoma and texas selling them on the bright lights of the sec probably not many you know you're probably not stealing a lot of guys from there if a guy wants to go you know, to Oklahoma and and try to compete for a title there, you're still going to lose that guy no matter what, whether you're there in the SEC or not. So I don't know if it necessarily hurts them so much in recruiting. If anybody, this is going to hurt Texas A&M because you know what Texas A&M has been selling for the past nine years, John? Oh, come play. You know, I know you're from Texas, but come play in the SEC. You're going to have all the bright lights and all this. And now, well, what do you have to sell A&M other than, Hey, we almost made the playoff last year. I mean, that's that's the best thing AM can sell right now. So yeah, I I'll be real curious to see how they work out divisions and all that. I even saw one somebody threw out there and said, you know, Arkansas with Missouri, Oklahoma, and maybe it was Ole Miss or something. It was a weird division, but I was like, okay, well, that wouldn't be bad for Arkansas. I mean, you could win those games and and you know, maybe win your division and whatever. So I don't know how it's all going to work out. I just know this, at least from from an Arkansas and an LSU perspective, because I'm an LSU grad. If they moved Bama and Auburn to the to the east and added Texas and Oklahoma to the west, I would take that just from a standpoint of I'm sick of facing Bama every year. I mean, it's not to say you wouldn't get them on the schedule being in the east, but get them at least off the permanent schedule every year and move them to the SEC East. 
Yeah, I think most fans would be okay with that. And I think Razorback fans are, are just under the impression right now that whatever decision is made is going to screw them over just because that's the way they feel. They have that complex and everything. But but you're right. It's like with Texas A&M, they're the ones that seem to be causing the biggest stink about this. I would even say, by and large, Razorback fans, which some people were wondering, ooh, because of the Southwest Conference, would they want Texas to be back in? I think Arkansas fans are kind of at the point where like, sure, why not? We get to play Texas every year, and that should be good. A&M still seems hell-bent on trying to fight this. I get that they hate Texas, and I get that, you know, the mention, the reasons you mentioned as far as recruiting and all of that, that it may impact them. But I just feel like they're fighting a losing battle. Like, you're not going to win this. You're not going to keep Texas out of the SEC, especially when it seems like it's already happening. So what is Texas A&M's point here? Just to show everybody that, hey, we're mad and we're not going to stand for this, but yet they're going to end up happening anyway? Yeah, that's what was so funny with the A&M stuff because we heard Ross Bjork said at SEC Media Days when this news broke last week, he was upstairs at, you know, and he was gathered around a couple of reporters and he made the point, uh, the statement, he said, we enjoy being the only school in the state of Texas that's in the SEC. And so clearly a little big brother, little brother jealousy there and and, and whatever. That's the sole reason the Aggies got out of the Big 12 to begin with was we're sick of being the little brother to Texas and they had the Longhorn Network and somebody brought up the idea, what about a Big 12 Network? And Texas said, nope, we've got the Longhorn Network. We don't need the rest of you guys. So there's always been that. And now your ex-girlfriend is following you to the to the SEC. That's where the Aggie fans are kind of like, come on. Well, it was funny to hear all the outcry over the weekend of the Aggies are not on board with this. They're not on board with this. They're not on board with this. Well, then Sunday night we heard the statement from York, the athletic director, and then the school president both said, you know, times change. And, you know, sometimes we just have to we have to move on and accept changes. And it's like, oh, so Greg Sankey got to them and said, yeah, you guys have no say in this. This is happening. So uh, why not, I guess, embrace it? So, yeah, it's been real funny to see how the Aggies have kind of uh, turned coat here. But it, the the artic- article that came on Friday was really interesting that said, you know, everybody was in the loop on this except for Texas A&M. It would make a lot of sense to keep them in the dark and get everybody else on board. We're speaking with Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC, and we'll continue our conversation. Just a second, got to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online by getting all your latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, as well as your NFC, uh, UFC, and MMA action. And before the next pitch, if you go to BetOnline.ag using your laptop or mobile device, you can see all the great amenities that they have, not only with sporting news, but also sign-up bonuses and contest information. If you head to their website at BetOnline.ag and use your mobile device and sign up today, you receive 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit using promo code locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, now, Chris, we got to play the, the fun waiting game and into seeing how this all plays out. But as we have discussed, and I'm sure you have discussed, it's not ending here. There's going to be more teams involved than just Texas and Oklahoma. So let's play the little what if game and look at some of the teams that are options. Who would you say? If that just we'll just say that there's going to be two. We'll start with two. If you had to put money on the other two teams that'll be joining the SEC that are not joining right now, who would those two teams be? Well, I'll just go like historically what we because you know this topic has come up in some so many years. The one school that I kept saying 
and a lot of people agreed makes makes a lot of sense is Florida State. Um, you know, I I think that that Tallahassee market, you're already, you know, you're halfway between Mississippi and Gainesville. It's not far for the Alabama schools. Like Miss, Florida State makes a lot of sense. And then last year during the pandemic, we we took a little bit of a road trip over to the beaches in Florida. We stopped off in Tallahassee for a night and got to drive around their campus. It looks like an SEC campus. Like they've done a good job there in Tallahassee of keeping their buildings up to date, the practice fields, all that. You know, of course, they won the national championship years ago with Jimbo Fisher. But like in my mind, Florida State looks like an SEC school. I think they would fit in just fine with their traditions and everything else. You know, years ago, there was talk of Clemson, but Clemson has built their own empire so much now. They don't need the SEC, they carry the ACC. Like they are the, the, you know, the king of the ACC. So I can't see Clemson wanting to jump ship now. Um, Miami would be intriguing. That market would be really, really fun. Again, I think they're embedded in the ACC. I can't see them moving. West Virginia's one that that's come up a couple times. And I know they're not very, they haven't been happy in the Big 12. And the Big 12 could very go very well go south here and, and break up. Um, but I know years ago when LSU went and played a game in Morgantown, they both fan bases were floating every keg in the parking lot. Like <laughs> the West Virginia fans can, can hang. Now they go and set fire to couches and stuff after games. So that's a little bit extreme, but just from a standpoint and, and atmosphere and all that West Virginia, I think could absolutely fit in as well. Virginia tech is a game is a team that's come up, you know, in the past, some people have thrown out like the BYUs and Notre Dame's like those, those programs have been really good. Obviously Notre Dame, the, the history, they, they always want to fight to be the independent. They've always got one foot in the ACC and one foot out. I don't think those make a lot of sense, particularly geographically. Um, so I can't see them, but those are the kind of schools I think. I don't know. Who do you think, if there was one or two you could add that I didn't mention, who would it be? You know, as far as the ones that I'm, I'm not sure if any more that uh, you didn't mention, because I feel like those are the common ones. I would like to see West Virginia. I think culturally they would fit right in, you know, kind of the – uh, and I mean this in no offense, but kind of just like the the high class trash a little bit where it's like, man, you, you like to get crazy out there and you're a good program and you have sports, but you also have some fans that like to get wild. And that kind of fits the SEC narrative of like, you know, we we, uh, we like to give ourselves of we're, we're the best of the best and the creme de la creme, but we still like to go hard in the paint when it comes to our celebrations and also our defeats. So, yeah, they would fit in. Um, obviously, you like to go with the, the normal ones of like Clemson, everyone's saying that, you know, put them in and or maybe a Florida State or something like that. I think the Virginia Tech angle is also very interesting, too. Uh, I think that for the perspective of a, a solid football program, basketball and baseball, it's kind of like, you know, whatever. But uh, I think geographically it would definitely make sense. I'd like personally, just because of the Arkansas angle, I'd like to see Oklahoma State in because Stillwater is only about three hours, two and a half, three hours away from Fayetteville, depending on how fast you're driving. Uh, there's close in proximity. Oklahoma State has a, has a good football program, a sure. good basketball program, and a good baseball program. I think that they also would fit culturally-wise into the SEC. And I don't know if Oklahoma would throw a fit. Maybe they'd be fine with it. But I think having the Cowboys in there would be uh, something that would be really fun and make it a lot easier for Arkansas. Because, listen, I think we and you discussed it, that Arkansas, as of right now in the SEC, their closest opponent, as far as campuses go, is Ole Miss. And that's about six, six and a half hours away from Fayetteville. Like, that is a long way. And then when Oklahoma gets added in, Norman's about three and a half hours. So there's one option. But if you give them another option and get out of Oklahoma State, which is not that far either, 
uh, that would that would be an awesome thing too to just add them into the mix. So Oklahoma State, I wouldn't mind a TCU either. TCU brings a lot as far as in football and in baseball. They've always been a really good baseball program as well. And you'd be able to add in that Dallas-Fort Worth market as well. Uh, but, yeah, g- give me selfishly, I would take probably more of some of those Big 12 teams to bring them in more so than any of those East Coast teams, you know? Yeah, I- I'm with you. And, and the make no sense. I mean, again, we-, we still have to think. I know everybody's like, forget geography. No, we still have to kind of keep geography in the realm <laughs> here because you you go ahead, Oregon, to the SEC – like nobody wants to pay for that flight every year to go drive their friggin' equipment trucks up to Eugene, Oregon from Gainesville, Florida. So yeah, we have to keep we have to keep geography a little bit in play here. But I'm with you. I mean, if you're gonna add or- Oklahoma, add Oklahoma State. It, it makes a little bit more sense there. Or if you want to add one of the one of the other Texas schools. I mean, like you said, TCU, Baylor's not that far from College Station, so you know it wouldn't be that that crazy. So uh, yeah, those are all just kind of schools I could see maybe making a jump. It's just funny to me how Baylor just won the national championship in basketball and literally no one cares enough to make them be a part of the conference. Not saying that they won't end up being, but it's kind of like, okay, cool, but we only care about football here. That's what matters. That's where the money's at. And I, I really feel bad for those teams that are just like, and I'm, I told this on my show, I'm like, I am so glad that if you're a Razorback fan that you're just sitting back, kicking back and relaxing, knowing you're good. You, you don't have to worry about anything. I couldn't imagine being an Oklahoma State fan right now or a Kansas fan right now where it's like, we have like next year. We don't even know if we're going to have a conference. Like you, you just don't know. So I really feel bad for those teams in the Big Twelve. It, it's it sucks, but at the same time, that's that's the business world for you. Everyone wants to be a part of the champagne room here in the SEC, and it looks like we're having more invitees uh, coming in, and hopefully, it continues to grow. Yeah, I, I'm with you, and and I hope that it. Uh... You know, I, I hope that the conference continues to hold on to a lot of the traditions and things that that we've held on to for so long, because it's just, man, we I, I don't want to see I, I don't want to see us lose track of what makes college football great and the rivalries and the passion and the traditions and and some of the rivalry games. I mean, again, if we're going to start doing away with some of the permanent crossover games, OK, f- some are fine. But, man, we, we got to keep some of the traditions alive in the SEC and not completely sell our souls for money. Absolutely. Okay, last one for let you get out of here, Chris. Uh, we talked about it on your podcast, and we're talking about it on my podcast here. Your thoughts on the Razorbacks, not only their performance, if you will, at SEC Media Days, uh, but your early expectations here in July of what do you expect to see out of the Razorbacks coming up this year? Because they weren't picked to finish last in the West for a change, which is a quite a nice change of pace. But still, they uh, they still have a lot of work in front of them, especially with that schedule. Yeah, I'll just tell you my favorite interview I did all week at SEC Media Days was with Grant Morgan. I mean, that, that guy is, oh, what, like a fifth or sixth year guy who's been been around in Arkansas for forever. Uh, he's married, very grounded, but that guy had two 19 tackle games last year. I, I love talking with just head mashing guys who just are tackling machines. And Grant Morgan is an awesome dude. So it, he won me over as a fan. I'm rooting for him. But man, he just talked about how much they love playing for uh, for Sam Pittman and how much they love Coach Odom and that they think this defense is really going to take a big step forward this year. Uh, the offense, we'll see. He had, he had raved about things he had to say about K.J. Jefferson. Obviously, Traylon Smith, Traylon Burks, you got two studs there on offense. You got the whole off- offensive line back. So, you know, look, man, I, the schedule is brutal. It's tough. But like Grant Morgan said, look, am I promising we're going to win every game? No. But am I promising we're going to be in every game and competing our butts off to the to the final whistle? Absolutely. So 
you can't you can't ask for more than that, Arkansas fans. I mean, you, you took a little bit of a step forward winning some games that people didn't expect you to win. But I think Sam Pittman is really selling that culture to these guys. And you got a lot of good vets coming back this year. So I think Arkansas has a chance to surprise some people with some of these games. Chris Gordy, host of the Locked On SEC podcast, does a phenomenal job with him. If you haven't subscribed, you better do so now if you want all things SEC. Chris, as always, man, appreciate you joining us and enjoy the little bit of the offseason we have left because college football is right around the corner. Thanks, Chris. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 